Hey, this is Alex Turcotte. Hey, this is Doc Emmerich here. Hey, this is Sean Avery. Hey, this is Jamie Baker. Hey, this is Jason Zucker. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the Tomahawk Roundup. All right, so what is going on, guys? This is Frank Zorowski here with the Tomahawk Roundup, and this is a unique episode of the Tomahawk Roundup because normally we talk with players and coaches and reporters and administrative figures within the hockey community. However, this week, for a bonus episode of the Tomahawk Roundup, we are going to be reaching out and we are going to be publicizing a new media organization within the Chicagoland area, which in its current form has done so much for me to build up my show, the Tomahawk Roundup. And I'm joined by Joe Coughlin and Martin Carlino of the record formerly of 22nd Century Media. Gentlemen, how are you today? We're doing well, Frank. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate uh, the opportunity to share some information about the record. Absolutely. So, Joe and Martin, how did you guys get involved with journalism, and what has your experience been like in terms of editing and running a newspaper company? Well, um, I guess I'll start there. Uh, I grew up in um, the south suburbs and uh, went to the University of Illinois, um, enjoyed English, kind of started down that path, and just kind of naturally, uh, you know, combined the love for writing and the love for sports and sports journalism and started started to go worked at the paper there um and when i graduated i had a couple uh, freelance gigs um trying to get my foot in the door and i started with 22nd century media helping them with their football coverage and some other sports um and then things kind of um you know i guess that was a long time ago but it seems like it happened fast just um worked the ladder to prove myself and um we started that was 2006 we had two Three papers, we just launched our third paper, and, and then we uh, grew to 15, and we started a North Shore branch in 2010, and I was asked to head that up. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of my story with 22nd Century Media in a, in a quick yeah. Quick couple of seconds. Yeah, that's that's a really yeah. great org. That's a really great story. You know, you start out, you like your English, and then you want to just pair it with something that you love, like the sports writing. Yeah, definitely. And I played. Um, I was a student athlete in high school, um, so you know. You guys know you don't want to give up that that so fast. You still enjoy being around the atmosphere and the community. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my way to get in there and kind of cover everything from football and volleyball and you know things like that. And uh, it just kind of evolved from there. And now I'm a community news news person, and I love it. Um, I grew to love it, and that kind of takes us to today. It takes us to today. Um. So yeah, if you want, if you want to share your other story, Martin. Yeah. I'm, uh, Similar to Joe, I, I had a love for writing at a, at a pretty young age, uh, but my journalism career and love for journalism sort of took off once I hit college. Uh, I went to Dominican University in River Forest. Um, I got involved with the student newspaper there, the Dominican Star. Uh, eventually became editor of that paper, uh, and a couple months after I graduated, I was fortunate enough to start at 22nd Century Media. Um, and while at 22nd Century Media, I was editor of our Northbrook Tower publication. I was there for just under three years. Uh, it was a great experience and very similar to, to Joe in the sense that I'm a huge sports fan. Uh, so that was almost a, a pathway to journalism for me as I, I wanted to stay covering sports, following sports, and really wanted to, to find an opportunity to try 
to harness my love for sports into my work life as well. And that was the that was the same case for me because I suffered a concussion my sophomore year that knocked me out of my contact sport, which was wrestling. And I was like, you know what, let's get in the broadcast booth and let's keep the sports game running, whether that be with football, hockey, or basketball. And kind of like you guys, you wanted to build it into your work life. Yeah, definitely. You know, that reminded me of something really funny. When my senior year of high school, I was a volleyball player, and I tore my ACL uh, like mm. right before the season, uh, much to my coach's chagrin, because uh, I was playing ultimate frisbee. And <laughs> we, like, started a league, so, like, the – the community um, down in the South Burbs thought it was really cool, so they put us on TV. So I was the injured commentator of this <laughs> Frisbee League. That's, that's so cool. I forgot about that until you just told that story. <laughs> yeah, I that that that's that's so great. You know, you turn something kind of negative like tearing your ACL into something great. You get to have fun, and you get to be this commentator of this ultimate Frisbee League. Yeah, it was it was a blast. Um, and yeah, same for you. It sounds like you're having a good time. Yeah, I'm having a great time with the Tomahawk Roundup. So, shifting gears a little bit more to 22nd Century Media, what was 22nd Century Media for our listeners not in the Chicagoland area, and what was the goal in its creation? 22nd Century Media was a, a community news enterprise, and, and it really started out as just newspapers, um, but we evolved into kind of a, a full-fledged um, news and information and resources for the community from everything from obviously we've got daily websites in, in suburbs and uh, weekly papers. We also have community events that we put on. Um, you know, we host um, debates and things like that, um, town, you know, forums and things like that. So really kind of an all-encompassing um, media group in the suburbs that uh, was really hyper-local, focused on one community at a time. Um, and, uh, yeah, we grew from two to uh, one to fifteen papers in about twelve years. Yeah, that's that. That was really incredible. I remember just starting out. It used to be the Glenview announcements, then the Glenview Lantern, then the the Beacon, and then it, I just kind of was in that generation of the growth. So I can truly appreciate it uh, to see what you guys worked your butts off on for that for that tenure. And I mean, for our listeners not in the Chicagoland area, this was a big this was a big deal company. You know, this was your your company at the the Friday Night Lights, the high school football game. This was the comp this. This was the company that was covering all the important news things in the community. Uh, there was there was a train uh, train uh, holding facility that was going to be built in Glenview, and they covered that extensively. So it was a it was a it's a it was a big deal, and the legacy lives on through this new idea of the record. So, what were some of the most important stories that Twenty Second Century covered? Like, give us some examples of like the most pivotal moments that you guys have covered. Martin, I don't know if you want to start us out with this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were we were very proud of a lot of our coverage, uh, but probably on my end, I was really proud of the way we covered local government. Um, and and even, even moving moving on past local government, we were we were really happy with the way we covered uh, education as well. You know, we really we really took pride in trying to be at every village board meeting, every board of education meeting. You know, when you're there at those meetings and you're there consistently that's when you're going to find the best stories. That's when you're going to find the stories that matter to the communities. Um, so it's hard to pinpoint, you know, one specific story or a couple of stories even. We're, we're really proud as a whole of the coverage we provided with local government and, and education. We feel that those were some of the stories that really, really made an impact and some of the stories that readers were, were really interested in. And then even beyond that, 
you know, we were always very proud of our sports coverage, like we talked about previously, and our human interest coverage as well. We were we were big in in helping spread, you know, awesome stories that people in the com- community were doing. You know, if it was a a business owner who donated supply, who donated food to the local food pantry. Uh, or if it was a, a resident who was helping someone in need, we, we were always very proud of, of telling those stories. Yeah, I mean that 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 was that was a that's a great thing, Joe. I don't know what you want to add to what Martin said. Sure, I mean I can pinpoint a couple. He he gave a great overall view. Um, you know, <laughs> you know Martin was a big part of a lot of that education coverage too. Um, winning awards for his coverage of, of the Glenbrook schools, um, especially. Um, but we just kind of took it to um, another level that I think a lot of suburbs, um, you know, don't see with hyperlocal news. So, um, you know, a few things that stick out to me, if we're just working backwards, is our coronavirus coverage. Um, you know, people needed reliable information and they needed it about their streets and their neighborhood. And we were able to provide that on a hourly basis. Um, these guys were working so hard to provide that. And, um, you know, for the sports, really proud of how we covered a few state championships. Um, obviously, more media outlets at that, and we're at smaller things too, but um, we really wanted to do it up big. We, you know, we did a special wraparound cover for the Loyola Football Championship, and I think it was 2015. Um, we did some other um, good things for Nutria Soccer, winning three in a row, um, really just kind of um, things that can make the community proud and, and, and build spirit. Um, so those things I'm really proud about, and really, <laughs> I mean, the education side, we did a lot of investigatory work. Um, where you know a lot of foyers that took a lot of time and it's it's very thankless because uh, Martin and his team and, and people like that are working uh, months on this stuff and then the story comes out and it's you know you know 400 words but it's really impactful makes a big difference so that's that stuff we're really proud of. Yeah, I know I when I oh go ahead, Martin. Yeah, I think we absolutely have to mention our football guide as well. Uh, just oh yeah. Something that was a little fun for all of us and that we really enjoyed. Every season before the start of the high school football season, we'd, pub- we'd publish a pretty extensive uh, football guide preview where we would write uh, full-page previews almost on every single team in the area. And we, we were really proud of, of, of that. We felt it was really comprehensive in its nature, and uh, we felt it set the readers up to know a lot about their local teams for the upcoming seasons. Yeah, I mean, like, people don't understand how much effort that takes because you're looking at high school athletes where the practices might not be consistent, where people might be might not be at every practice, and things might be changing week by week with who they're playing, when they're playing, what the, what to, what kind of offense they're playing. So that that takes a lot of a lot of skill, and it takes different types of skills that you might see from the professional game and from the collegiate game. Not not a lot of injury reports at the high school level. You got to kind of dig deeper to see who's playing each week too, stuff like that. Yeah, but I, I, I can I can I can seriously see that because you know when you when you walk around the halls uh, just graduating high school I know it's like oh yeah is so and so playing yeah maybe he's playing maybe he's not it's it's a game time decision and that's those are the hardest ones I know for me when I was working at the Nutri News uh, when I was in high school. Yeah, you kind of never really know um, until until game time and you see who's in street clothes on the sidelines or. You know, who's not wearing their pads in the football game. <laughs> yeah. No, so I want to ask you about this. Why is local news so important, especially in today's society, in the case of the record? 
I mean, we really think it's crucial, and obviously, um, trying not to give too much of a bias is our chosen profession. But um, you know, what local news can really do for a community, the value it brings, we've seen, you know, time and time again um, over our, our our years at Twenty Second Century Media. Um, it really increases civic uh, participation um, in things like elections and things like you know running for office um, at the local level. It really increases community spirit and pride, um, and even things like community um, involvement, like getting out to events. And um, you know, you see the whether it's the, your big summer event, and you know we'll do previews on it and show you what's going on. And that we've really seen it increase numbers for that, and you know fundraising and things like that. We're able to help people in the community, so. That's that's all great um, things that make a, a tangible impact. Um, but really, you know, it's also just access to reliable, credible information, and that's why we're a nonprofit is so important. You know, we really get to keep our independence um, and credibility. It's kind of built in, so. Uh, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and but it makes sense when you're talking about the nonprofit because some people care about care about like the clicks or the the number of papers bought. It's when you're at a nonprofit, you have more time to focus on the actual content that you're delivering to the the listeners and the readers. And that's really what attracted us to the platform of nonprofit was. Um, you know, every dollar that comes in goes to journalism, and that journalism has built in credibility and independence um, and, uh, you know, integrity. Um, so, um, it's big for us. Um, and also we're able to fundraise in a, in a variety of ways, which we're planning to get, you know, we have a good business plan. We think that will give us sustainability for the long term. Yeah. So how was the record? Oh, go ahead, Martin. Yeah. I was just going to say, we're also incredibly excited to have the ability to enhance readers supporting us. Um, the nonprofit model allows us to, to really increase, the opportunities for readers to support us you know readers really value the, the journalism we're producing this nonprofit model gives us additional avenues to allow readers to support us and we're really excited about that because we feel a lot of readers are going to really enjoy the journalism we're going to produce yeah, and that's and that's you're, when you're looking at the the content consumption, it's not just what you're putting out there, but how it's received by the the surrounding public. Yeah, you know, um, a variety of you know products uh, you could say, or you know, elements in how you distribute your your news is really important right now because people are looking at it um, in different ways. You know, you know the the, the slap open a Sunday newspaper while charming and, and I love it personally um, it's not as easy and as accessible for anybody anymore so um, you know we'll, we'll be digital um, and we'll have a lot of our content will be free public service journalism um, is important um, and then kind of some some added stuff will be um, a monthly fee um, which we have yet to figure out but also we're going to do podcasts and we're going to do newsletters which are really big and really easy for people to digest information nowadays so we're excited to really kind of give it to them in variety of platforms yeah in this variety of platforms i know you kind of touched on it already but what is the record how was it formed and what are your goals uh, i know you kind of touched on it already but i want to lay it out and cement it for our listeners yeah so when uh, when 22nd century media closed earlier this year frank thousands of local residents lost their, their most trusted source of news. Um, and the three of us, that being Joe, myself, and Megan Bernard, um, shout out to Megan, 
we uh, wouldn't be able to to do it without Megan. We wouldn't be this far without Megan. She's been a tremendous part of our team. Um, we wish she she could join us, but uh, unfortunately she can't this morning. Uh, so the three of us united, and, and we just weren't okay with the fact that all of these residents and these communities lost their best source of news. So we just knew we needed to do something about that. Um, and Frank, our main goal is to reestablish credible reader-first journalism in these communities. Uh, and going further on that, we're, we're going to tell the stories that matter. We're going to be at the local board meetings. We're going to be at the board of education meetings, uh, whether it's you know a three-hour plan commission meeting on, on a local development or, uh, or the Friday night sports games like you mentioned. Uh, we're going to try to be there, and we're going to tell those stories that matter. So, so those are really some of our main goals as we uh, prepare to launch. And when are you guys launching the record for our listeners so we can keep an eye out for it? We're, uh, we're saying September, and the reason it's not you know, a pinpointed date is because our website's being built. So once it's ready, um, you know there'll be a little back and forth, um, testing, things like that. Um, but we're, we hope by early September to mid-September. Yeah, and that's that's great because you guys are taking the initiative. You, you're saying, you know, I'm not going to stand for our public, our local area not having this access to information. And, the, and, and we're in an information age, and we're in an information age where things are so accessible and we need the local areas to be as accessible as the national and worldwide areas. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head, and especially in the suburbs. I think all over the country really... Obviously, it's a tough, you know, decade, a tough era for newspapers as we try to evolve and adapt. Um, but resources are kind of being sucked out of communities at the local level um, as newspapers, you know, do everything they can to just survive and still put out a product. So um, we're reinvesting in journalism instead of divesting. So um, we're excited. And we think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, reinvesting in journalism because I know I was devastated at the end of my uh, senior year to learn that the Nutra News would not be in a physical f- format for the 2020-21 school year and that they would reevaluate the funding for uh, the following school year. So when you're talking about investing in journalism, it really starts at the local level, whether that be at the high school or the community-driven level. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. That's also, Mar- Marty, Marty, write that down. That's a story for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta invest in it. You know, a lot of, it, I don't, you can't blame a lot of media companies because they're trying to figure out, everybody's trying to figure it out. Um, but we think this is the right play and, uh, you know, we'll find out. We're going to tweak it as it goes, but we're excited. Yeah. So how can our listeners at the Tomahawk Roundup support the record? us frank is through our kickstarter campaign uh we're actually in the final week of that campaign and uh that campaign is going to be hopefully it's hopefully going to provide us the necessary funds we need to um, start up that's going to help us build our website um, invest in our journalism as joe described so you can go to kickstarter.com and you can search north shore local news i mean there are there are a variety of terms you can search to find our campaign but probably the best way to find our campaign would be our social media channels um, on, on Twitter, on Facebook, um, we're on Instagram as well. You can find us on Twitter. We're at the record NS. And of course, we have the link to our Kickstarter all over uh, our Twitter page. 
And on Facebook, you can search us by finding the record. You can find us by searching the record North Shore. Um, so th- we've got a week left in our campaign. We're about 75% of the way to our goal. We are absolutely hopeful that we're going to hit that goal. Um, and right now, that is sort of the best way readers can, can support us and help us get uh, get off the ground here. Yeah, help get, help get journalism off the ground. I know my family has donated to the Kickstarter, and I encourage all our Tomahawk Roundup listeners to do their part and help local journalism. Gentlemen, before we head out, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners uh, in the Tomahawk Roundup community? Um, I'll just add that um, one thing about the Kickstarter, it, 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 you know, a lot of people don't know, it's an all-or-nothing campaign, so... While we've people have pledged a astonishing thirty eight thousand dollars so far, which we're at, which is um, very humbling and overwhelming for us, um, we don't actually collect any of it until we hit our goal. So it's kind of a sense of, sense of urgency campaign, and that's the way Kickstarter does it. Yeah. Um, so there's that note, and then just in general, we can't wait to get back to work. I mean, we've been talking about this, and, and fundraising is great, and connecting with the community, but we really want to get back to telling these stories um, that kind of we had to stop so suddenly in March. Uh, Martin, anything else you want to add before we head out? Joe pretty much took a 3-1, 3-1 fastball and hit a home run there. Yeah. <laughs> Just to build a little bit off what Joe said, you know, we're incredibly excited, Frank. We're, we're, we're ready to get back after it. We're ready to bring news back to these communities. We're, we're ready to take off. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see what you gentlemen do because I'm really hoping that you guys hit that goal. We need our local news. We need news everywhere. We need it from the local, state, and federal and worldwide level. So, um, gentlemen, Joe and Martin of the record, thank you, gentlemen, so much for coming on the Tomahawk Roundup. Thank you, Frank. It was great.